You are listening to the Process for Profit podcast. We are here to help you, the creative small business owner, put more efficient operations into your business to increase your profit and impact. We're going to give you the systems to create a solid foundation in your business to allow you to build your empire. Hey there, I'm Brittany Dixon, systems queen and process for profit strategist. You're going to hear about solutions and strategies that allow you to make a bigger impact doing what you love instead of wasting hours doing what you don't. Come on in and let us organize your overwhelm so you can get back to your zone of genius. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Process for Profit podcast. Um, so today is a special edition. We, I am actually in Orlando, Florida for my CEO squad mastermind a recording in this crazy, insane, fancy house with 14 bedrooms, hallways, secret doors and elevators. <laughs> um, and I'm saying that because I am diving in and talking today about taking away tech and tasks and tools that aren't serving you. And I just want to kind of give you a little bit of background about how I got to be in this mastermind that allowed me to be in a crazy, insane house in Orlando, Florida, um, because it really was by taking away things and focusing. So my quick story, you guys have heard bits and pieces of this before, obviously, Um, But basically, I started off in the wedding and event planning field. Then I moved into a corporate restaurant doing something very similar. I was actually let go from that job in July of 2016. I had already started my business, but it was called Clutter Control. And I had planned on it being a side hustle and organizing mom's houses. Quickly turned into a more of a business consulting when I moved into the online space. And I started doing productivity coaching. Long, long story short, I'm essentially about five years into my journey as an entrepreneur, as an accidental entrepreneur. And I'm able to be at this mastermind and I'm able to invest in things like this because I have taken away a lot of things and I've been extremely, extremely focused I wasn't always that way. The first year, I was a hot mess express. The second year, I might have been like the conductor of the hot mess express. Like I might have moved up a little bit, but I was still a disaster. I was doing all the things, trying to implement all the ideas, creating courses and freebies, but not marketing them well. Nothing was working. I almost quit probably 17 times. (laughs) Um, I wasn't making money. I wasn't making an impact. And it was just really difficult. So fast forward to probably only two and a half, maybe three years ago, I finally started to see when I had less and less. So less on my calendar, less um, tasks that I was doing, less offers that I was doing. All of those things, when I started doing less, I was actually doing more. I was more productive. I was more focused. I was more aligned. And really, everything just started coming together. So I really wouldn't be able to be at this mastermind, at this gorgeous, amazing mansion in Florida with this amazing group of ladies if I wouldn't have taken things away from my business, which sounds a little crazy, right? We always want to do more, but you actually can't do more until you do less. 
And I really want to dive into some things that will help you to really simplify your business because I feel that if you can simplify your business, then you can amplify your impact for sure. So I want to dive in just a little bit and I want you to start thinking about doing an audit of your business. This was one of the major turning points for me is when I really, it's the slow down to speed up mentality. Um, and that is a hundred percent what this is in looking at taking away tech and tools and tasks. So I really want you to do an audit of your business and really start thinking about like what's working, what's not working, what can I take away, what do I love, what do I hate. You have to start doing that, and you have to do that often. Honestly, I think. People think that systems are a one-time thing. They think that strategy is a one-time thing. They think that auditing is a one-time thing, and it's not. It's a consistent thing that needs to happen to keep up with the ever-growing business, right? So this is actually one of the first things we do inside of Hustle to Flow, our first-level mastermind program, because it's so important to slow down so that we can speed up. So I really want you to start evaluating and looking at why you're in business and why you are doing what you do and why you're using the things that you use within your business. And then when you have that big picture understanding, then you can say, okay, is this is this the right vehicle to get me to those goals and that big picture and that why? Are these the right tools to be using? Are these the right strategies to be using? But until you step back and have that big picture why and big picture goals and plan in place, it's really hard to make decisions and determine what things are going to get you there. So I think that, I mean, I talk about this all the time in a kind of analogy, right? Like it's, it would be really fun to just take a road trip and just drive and take every fork in the road and just kind of like do your own thing. Like that sounds amazing. But it's really not a great sustainable way to run a business because, yes, we are going to pivot, right? Like, even if you have a roadmap, there will be pivoting, and you're like, oh, we have to take a detour. Oh, we need to turn around. Like, that's still going to happen, but you still have that end destination. You know what that end goal is. So, you can still always be moving towards that. If you don't have that end goal in mind, you don't have those big picture plans. When you go on this this journey, this road trip of entrepreneurship, it's going to be harder because then you're going to get discouraged. You're like, oh, well, that was really cool. But like, now what? Where do we go now? What's next? And it makes it harder to make decisions. And there's just so many factors that go into that, right? So are these things that you're doing the right vehicle to take you to the destination that you want to get to? And can you condense and consolidate and get rid of things, right? We're talking about taking away tech tasks and tools. Like we want to get rid of things so that we can have more focus and be more strategic with what we're doing. So I want you to do an audit of your business. And um, we actually have a whole episode on my road to scalability method. But I want to kind of touch on the high points here for the audit piece of the road to scalability. So the first... Uh, letter in the road to scalabilities R, and it stands for recognize. So this is the phase of this method that I want you to figure out what's working, what's not working, how do we fix things? Um, and really, it's it, there's two pieces to this. It's the tool audit, 
but then it's like time and task and goal audit, right? So I want you to do audit and do a brain dump of all the different systems, tools, apps, programs, online things, everything that you're using in your business. Write down all of it. Just brain dump it. A couple little hacks for this is you can go to your browser history to see all the different things you've gone to. If you have bookmarks, you can look at your bookmarks. You can scroll through your bank account and see what's what's coming out from a subscription cost standpoint. You can look at all the apps on your phone, like go one by one and write down all the apps. But I really want you to write down all your subscription costs, all the tools you're using. Scroll through those bank statements. See what that money is that's coming out on a reoccurring basis. Even those yearly subscriptions, make sure you don't forget those. Make sure you're writing down any team member costs and what they're doing for you. And if they're providing an ROI on what they're doing. Are you using all the tools that you pay for? (laughs) Most of the time when I do a a tool audit with people, they essentially are like, oh my gosh, I've been paying that for that for six months and I don't use it. Right. So that's, we're doing an audit to really pare down what you're using and make that simplified. But we're also trying to save you some money because if you're not using tools and you're just paying for them, it's literally money down the drain. Right. So write those down, brain dump them, group them together. Um, We like to use our BCO buckets, as you guys know. So can you put them in the BCO buckets, right? Like what things are you using for operations? Is it QuickBooks? Is it Wave? Is it another accounting software? Are you using Asana or Trello for client services? How do you onboard them? What is the project tool you use for clients? What is the proposal and contract tool that you use for clients? Like you could use the BCO buckets to break down these tools. But really, the goal of this is just to do an audit and write down everything you're using and see if there's anywhere you can cut things out, where you can combine things and do it all in one place, where you can take it out altogether because you're not using it or it was something that you used before and now doesn't fit in with what you're doing and you need to do a tool audit. So then the next piece is the time and task audit where this is actually like a week-long process. And really, if you do it for two weeks, you can see some patterns. But you need to write down where you're spending your time and basically break it into the buckets, the BCO buckets. So for those of you that don't know what the BCO buckets are, it's the business development, client services, and operations. I feel that for every business, all of their tasks and everything they do fall within those categories. And when you simplify the categories that you're managing... It helps from so many different aspects. So for the time and task audit, I want you to pull out your calendar, your planner, your task list, all of those different things that you're using to manage your time and your day. And I want you to write down the BCO buckets at the top. And I want you to write down those things within the BCO buckets, right? So let's say for business development. For me, one of my tasks is to record podcasts. Another task for me is to get on podcasts. Another task for me from a business development standpoint is to do networking events, to do marketing, to create content. So anything that's building and growing the business falls within the B bucket. So you want to write down all those different tasks. As far as the C bucket goes, that's going to be client services, client calls, client meetings, client onboarding, client offboarding, sales calls. Those those are tricky. Those could fall into the B bucket as well. Depends on how you want to do that. 
But anything, any kind of client work that you're doing, research for clients, sending client welcome gifts, like all of those different client related tasks need to be written down in that bucket. And then operations is really everything else, right? That's the bookkeeping, the accounting, the keeping track of expenses, the cleaning up your project tool, planning out, mapping, strategy, big picture planning, all of that kind of stuff that falls. Email, (laughs) filing digital files, right? So I want you to break down all of these different tasks that you're doing. And I want you to really start narrowing down and saying how much time you're spending on each of those. Now, it's really hard to do like exact times, right? But at least an estimate like, okay, record a podcast. That's about 20 minutes a week. Be on other people's podcasts. I pay someone to do that, right? So like really figuring out what is even happening in the lay of the land and really kind of just auditing. Are you ready to scale your business? Are you ready for focus, clarity, and systems to save you time and give you the freedom you crave? Are you ready to work on your business and not in your business? Imagine this, waking up with your day already planned, checking things off your task list that are moving the needle forward, and closing the laptop by 5 p.m., all while hitting your income goals. It's all possible. I scaled my business to six figures in less than 14 months with the right strategy, systems, and support. Hustle to Flow is my exact road to scalability framework that will get you all of that and more. Try it out today for $7 for seven days to see if it's a good fit for you because we are on a mission to support entrepreneurs who are on a mission to change the world. Now, we all get shiny object syndrome when it comes to the latest and greatest tools. I do the same thing. I'm like, oh, there's a new project management tool. Let me look at it. Um, But we really do need to get back to the basics and use less because the less we have, the less we have to manage, the less we have to worry, the less passwords we have to have to try to get into things. So if we can really simplify what we're doing and how we're doing it, we can multiply the impact that we're going to be able to do. But if we're stuck in the day-to-day and we have so much going on and we're logged into 27 tools at a time and we're doing 27 different offers we're really not going to be able to focus. So I really want you to do that whole R phase recognition, what's working, what's not working, do an audit, get a lay of the land. Even if you're like, oh, this is really bad. At least it's given you that clarity, right? So then the next step in the road to scalability process is optimize. So this is where Hustle to Flow students spend most of the time is optimization. This is where they all want to start. I actually don't let them start there until they've done the R phase. They have to go through the R phase before they can go to O. But optimizing is once you've recognized what's working, what's not working, what your audit has given you, you need to start optimizing those systems and tasks. So if your audit told you you're spending money on a lot of different platforms that you're not using, your task during optimization would be to go and cancel those subscriptions shut off all the emails associated with them and completely shut them down. If your audit has shown you that you're using two different project management tools and then another client management tool and you really need to condense them, then during the optimization phase, you're going to say, cool, I'm going to remove this tool and this tool. I'm going to move things here. I'm going to create this task list of things that need to happen to make this system optimized. And then you are going to start doing that and setting that up and cleaning that up. So also looking at 
okay, cool. During optimization, I've found that I'm spending too much time doing this. What can I remove from my calendar? What things aren't serving me because now I have those big picture goals in mind? What things can I take off my plate? What things can I outsource? So during this optimization phase, it really is just diving into the cleanup, right? Like we've figured out all the problems and all the holes in the systems. So now we're going to come in and we're going to create a plan for optimization. Now realize that optimization and streamlining doesn't happen overnight. It continues constantly. That's why I am a huge believer of just changing people's mindset on systems. It's like this mindset switch that once you flip it on and you think in systems, it's really difficult to turn it back off. Now, this is easy coming from a person that does that, right? Like I think in systems, I think in checklists. I know most of you are creatives and visionaries who don't think like that. But once you realize the power of systems and the power of templates and you think in that capacity, it's really hard to turn it back off. And I've seen this happen with numerous students inside of Hustle to Flow where they're like, oh my gosh, I changed my process. I need to go update that template so that it's the same when I do a new client. Or, oh my gosh, I changed this email template. So I'm going to go update it places. It's just this different way of thinking that you've seen the optimization work. So you're like, oh, I want more of that. (laughs) So the optimization phase is ongoing. It's going to change constantly. You are going to have to evolve systems and processes as you add people to your team. Every tool that you bring into your business, it changes lots of things within your processes. But you really need to be in this like optimization mindset because we want to work smarter, not harder. Like we all work way harder than we should. There are so many easier ways and simple, simple ways that we can do things that would just make our lives so much easier. So second phase in the road to scalability is optimize. Third phase is automate. And then the fourth phase is document and delegate. So I don't dive into these a whole, whole lot during this episode. Like I said, I have a whole episode devoted just to the road to scalability. If you want to check that out, I also do lots of presentations on it. And um, if you want to check out our free masterclass, it is actually work smarter, not harder and double your revenue. And we actually go through the entire road to scalability in way more depth Um, So you can actually click the link in the show notes, but b.link forward slash training. That will take you there and you can watch that masterclass. So I don't dive into automation a ton for this episode. I don't want to get too diluted. But the automation phase is, is just that. It's automating things once you've fixed your processes. So you should not automate broken processes. It's a really bad idea. Um, everybody talks about automation. It's a hot button. Everybody wants to go straight to automation. But if you automate broken processes, you're going to create more work for yourself, more confusion, bad customer experience, bad backend user experience. And we really just we want to stay clear from that as much as possible. I would rather you spend tons of time in the optimization phase and never really get to automation until you've made it to a certain point in your business. Uh, because I've seen too many people spend all the time automating things and they're broken. So then it creates more work for them. And then the last phase is document and delegate. Document and delegate really just means to document all of your processes on paper, not in your head. 
Um, and not necessarily on paper, right? It could be digital. It could be a video. It could be a loom. It could be a screencast share. Um, it could be a video of you talking. It could be a video of you showing them something. It doesn't have, when I say document, I feel like so many people are like, oh, I have to have like this business manual. You don't. It does not have to be official, but you do have to have a documented process to show somebody else how to do something. So for me, recording the podcast is what I do. And then I pass that off to Jacob and he does all of the editing, the graphics and everything. He has an entire checklist for that that we've created. So I created the system and then I gave him videos and trainings to show him how to use the system. So that's what you have to do in every area of your business. Literally every single thing you do down to checking email is a system because you check your email in a specific way. You check your email and you file it away in a specific way. And if you don't have that documented, someone else can't do tasks like that for you because you want it done your way. So documenting and then you have to be able to document and have those before you can delegate that out. So the moral of the story is less is more. You guys know this. I am all about less is more. And I think the less we have and the more focus we have, the bigger chance we have to amplify our impact and our influence and our income. And I'm saying this because I have seen it firsthand. I've went from being that scattered Susie that was like, tasks everywhere that didn't do anything for me, meetings everywhere that did nothing for me. I had 47 different offers that nobody knew what I did. And now it's very clear. We do Hustle to Flow, our first level mastermind, and we do VIP days. Um, and we have a couple like entry level, like we have the client care kit. If you want to check that out, it's all about... It's like the plug and play template set for your client onboarding experience as a service provider. So we have a couple other things, but Hustle to Flow and VIP Days are where we spend a majority of our time and a majority of our systems and backends to set up for that. So less is more, less offers, less tools, less tasks, less tech, all of it. And if this is something that you need support with, I would love to chat with you. Like I said, we go through the road to scalability method within Hustle to Flow. All of our students have been through that. Our students have seen some crazy success by limiting what they've been doing. Um, we had one student that she was going to create all of these little mini courses and video courses and PDFs to purchase and all of these things. And I was like, why don't you just create a membership? So she created a membership and launched and had 50 people join because they were waiting for her to offer her, them something, but she hadn't offered anything because she was trying to create everything. And that saying that if you are helping everyone, you're helping no one, it's the same thing. So take away your tech that you don't need, take away tools, take away tasks, and really make sure that everything is focused into that big picture. Um, and if you need support with that, that's what we're here for. We're all about process and productivity and planning for profit. So thank you guys so much for listening. Go check out the show notes for all the links that I just mentioned. And we will see you next time.